In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, how to play Capture the Flag, InfoSec style. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we'll be exploring how to play Capture the Flag, InfoSec style. And with me today to do that is David Corsi, one of the organizers of the Charleston ISSA chapter. David, how are you? I'm good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you coming on. So, what is a Capture the Flag or CTF event? So, it's a, it's a training event for people who want to learn pen testing, or you might say hacking, and can do it in a more of a safe, sheltered environment where it still has some level of aggressive attacks. Okay, so it's uh, so it's, and I, I guess we can kind of go back to the childhood game. It's a lot like that, only in a digital format, correct? Yeah, there's there's a few different formats, um, but they all encompass kind of the same idea of your you're trying to capture or find something that in essence belongs to somebody else. Okay. And, uh, so, and you have, you have a lot of experience with this. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have a lot. Um, the first one I participated in was DerbyCon last year okay. and I had, I had watched a few and, you know, done a, tried a couple of the online ones and, and frankly didn't do very well. Um, and then I just I threw myself into the pile for putting together the one for B-Sides Charleston last year, and it turned out pretty well. well that's good. That's good. So, so what do you need to get started uh, in a CTF? Um, it depends on who's putting it on, but you don't necessarily need a lot. I mean, everybody generally comes to them with, with their own laptop with a, a Kali install or maybe some other favorite tools that they like. Um, and you can just go through and start kind of attacking and figuring your way through the network and through the challenges and doing whatever portions you like to do and whatever you're good at. So, and that's, I guess that's one of the things that I've, I don't know, I've always kind of struggled with is, is like, I had like just getting started with it. Cause it feels like this super complicated thing where you've got digital warriors, you know, going on the battlefield, fighting back and forth and trying to, I guess, break in or, or, you know, like you said, capture flags. Yeah, I, I totally get it. When we went to Derby last year, I had no, um, no idea that I was going to be doing the CTF and a couple of my friends invited me to do it with them. And I figured I would be terrible and leave within an hour. Um, <laughs> and we actually did really well. And, you know, it just kind of, we had a really good overlap on on skills. We had one guy who was a professional pen tester and one guy who was a web pen tester. And I've done a little bit of both, but I'm more of a security systems engineer. So once they got the you know, got the machines, got the credentials. Um, that's where I really came in and I was able to get through and, and find things that were on the systems themselves and, you know, get in, start looking at the binaries and things like that. Okay. So, so what sort of skills we've talked about some of the, you know, the programs that you need, are there any kind of special skills? Like you said, you're a security engineer, but, 
Uh, is there something that you found that's really useful in, in getting involved in a CTF? So there's a lot of the basic stuff. Obviously, you want to have a little bit of knowledge of Kali and Metasploit and some of the basic network pen testing tools that you're going to need, maybe Mimikatz. Um, and there's a lot of variation depending on who puts the CTF on because there's a few different formats. Um, for for like the upcoming Derby CTF, it's more of a pen test style where they set up a simulated corporate network. And you're going to be doing a, a network pen test and a web pen test and hoping to find you know, little goodies hidden throughout the entire network setup that you can, you know, you can kind of decompose and look for flags in. It's the Derby one that I went to last year was, was actually put together really well as far as encompassing almost every type of security technology that you can find. So you had the, the network and the web pen testing guys, but then there was, there was reverse engineering. Um, you know, there was system administration and there was just basic user stuff where, you know, we found some flags that were just in a user's mailbox. So if you, you know, you know how to get into the mailbox without being on a user desktop, then. Okay, so it's actually, so, and this might be a tough question. So uh, how do you, like, how do you actually play a CTF? So what's, I guess, you're sitting down in a computer. What What's your next step and, and how, like, how... How do you get started with, with the event? So it's, it comes back to the, the same thing that every security instructor since I got into this has told me. And that is the most important step is the, the reconnaissance phase. When you sit down at the, the terminal and you plug into the CTF network, it's just a race to see what you can find. You know, you're, you're throwing out as much Nmap as you possibly can maybe doing some Nessus scans, um, depending on you know the favorite tools you like to use. And then you're just trying to, to find every port and every service on the network and getting a good list of what you can start attacking. The, the more information you can come back with in the first few hours, the more well prepared you are to attack those throughout the rest of the CTF. So how do you, how do you, so what's the, uh, what's, and this might vary a little bit, what's, but what's the overall objective? Like how do you win a CTF? So there's, there's three major variants for the CTF kind of game. One is the pen test style like DerbyCon where you're, you're breaking into machines and trying to find flags that are on the actual OS and file system or maybe in some application. The second one is they, they call it Hacker Jeopardy, and it has challenges that are previously set up, and maybe maybe the CTF maker put them on a, an ISO, like a VM, so that people can just load the VM and, and do the challenges there. Or maybe they're online challenges. The, the DEF CON CTF qualifier this year had a lot of just binaries where you had to do binary exploitation and reverse engineering and they didn't have any network style penetration testing. So knowing which type of variant you're going to do, the idea is to solve as many challenges as possible. In the binary style, if you just have a big list of binaries to choose from, then you have to work your way through until you can find something that looks like a string of 
characters that make sense into what would be a flag, and you submit that into the scoring engine, and it tells you, yes, this is X number of points, or no, this is not a known flag. Um, you know, maybe you, some people brute force that. If it's a bad scoring engine, that's going to allow that. Um, so, so it's kind of a little bit no holds bar within it, it the can be. It can be. It's generally, it's generally bad form to, to be completely no holds barred because everybody's trying to learn and everybody's trying to have a good time. You're always going to get some people who would rather mess with everyone else and would rather they be the only ones with a chance at winning. Um, but I think most people play pretty fair and unless it's a completely no holds barred CTF, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never done the one at DEF CON for good reason. Um, <laughs> that's that way where you can remove flags and you can, you know, harm other players. So there are, there are sometimes guidelines within these and sometimes people, people follow them and sometimes people are like pirates, whatever. Yeah, we they can do to win. We totally got bit by that last year at B sides Charleston, where I didn't anticipate people being malicious on a on a play CTF network. We're we're pretty small in the CTF world, and somebody came in immediately and and ran DHC pig and exhausted all of our address space, so oh, no. nobody else could get a DHCP address and. I mean, it took me at least a solid hour to figure out what was going on just because it never occurred to me that somebody would do that. Right. You know, right. so. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, I think that's one of the great things about CTFs. Not, not that that person did that. Uh, obviously, although you did learn something from that. <laughs> yeah. From that event. But, you know, it, it is a learning opportunity for, for people for a lot of these events. And I've, you know, some, some, you talked about B-Sides. Some B-Sides events had them. Uh, B-Sides Augusta didn't have it last in 2014, but they did have, a, looked like a pretty solid one in 2015. I don't know if you've, uh, if you happen to, to go, Check out that CTF. Yeah, I didn't actually. One of my friends won one of their top three prizes. They had they had kind of a mix where they had the the network pen testing section, and so they had an overall winner for that portion. And then they had the challenges, which they handed out on a disc, and you would load up the VM and solve the challenges there. So my friend won the the disc challenges and got to got to take home an Android tablet. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I, see, and that's that's one thing I didn't realize was that there's, like, you, you you say CTF and you feel like you're like essentially playing PvP in a video game. But if if it's an event like that where you have like a disc or something like that, I think is would you say that's a little bit easier to get into versus? It's definitely less aggressive because you're only playing against yourself. Right. There's no pressure of flags disappearing, and you know there's there's no chance of anybody messing with you. Right. You know, so it's it's easier to kind of get your get your feet wet. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I because that that kind of is the the intimidating thing is like you're talking about DEF CON. You might might be a little bit more experienced when when playing that. Maybe they have more of a beginner's course there, but it it almost uh, that's something that I've always kind of shied away from doing a CTF is that always seems uh, is that it, it is a little bit intimidating to get into, but in that regards, it's, it seems like a wonderful thing to kind of explore. And Yeah, man, I, I tried the, the DEF CON CTF qualifier this year, and I'm not a, a reversing master. I am 
well, I'm pretty much a noob in reversing and binary exploitation. So it was terrible. I, I went into it thinking that I would solve a few puzzles and I would be in the bottom, you know, 10 or 20%. And I did not solve a single one. Wow. Um, it was just, it was tough. I came close on a couple, but it was just, you know, it wasn't what I was ready for. And it was a pretty painful lesson. Okay. So how, how many CTS have you done since last year's DerbyCon? So I've done a couple online ones. I think it's hacking-lab.com. Okay. I, my first one was Derby last year. I did a, a couple online, then I tried the DEF CON qualifier. Um, so I'd say maybe four total. Okay. So in, uh, out of the, what makes an excellent CTF then, for, in your opinion? Um, I think just the amount of love that you put into the setup. And that's kind of a weird answer, but I've seen challenges where you could just run strings on all the binaries and brute force that against the scoreboard and walk away with all of the points. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen ones where, like the DerbyCon one, those guys put countless hours and a lot of love into the, the CTF. And that's that's what I was trying to replicate for for Charleston. Um, you know, they put six months into it. I put a month into mine, and it showed. So it all comes down to how wide you can open it up to the most diverse set of players. If you want it to be nothing but reverse engineering for the absolute best of the best hackers, then DEF CON's the way to go. Um, but if you want it to be open to everybody who can, you know, barely open Metasploit and, you know, get that MSO8067, you know, all the way up to the, you know, the, the Stego guys and the, the RE guys, um, then you got to put a little bit of everything in there. So that's kind of what we try to model ourselves after. And I guess because we did well at, at Derby last year, I'm a little bit biased now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so how much, and you, you said you did put one together for B-Size Charleston. How much effort is, is goes into putting one of those together? Like you said, the, the Derby Con, they had six months. You had a month. Uh, would it be closer to six months? or And how much effort is put into that? So I, when I was at Derby Con, after I finished the one there, I walked up to uh, Ben 10 and asked him, if it would be possible to do one in six weeks for, for Charleston B sides. And he said, essentially don't even bother. <laughs> it's, it's that much work. And because I'm stubborn, I didn't listen to him. Sometimes I wish I had because me and one other guy sunk half of our life into it for a solid month. And, you know, we, I didn't want people to walk away just saying, man, that, that was terrible. So, we put a lot of effort into it, a lot of thought, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult to, to harden a machine and leave it open only to one or two types of attack, right? Like I've, I've done countless years of hardening windows servers, but when you say, I want to leave it only open to this one random missing patch, um, you know, it changes everything. 
So we, you know, we would put, luckily we had a, a very flexible job and a very lenient boss. So we could put a few hours a day for, for a month into it. And, you know, we walked away with a slightly shaky infrastructure and, you know, we were restoring VMs and clearing DHCP leases the whole entire time. Um, this year we're, we're putting more time into it, probably two months and a lot of painful lessons learned. So we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to come back with some, some better wireless, better infrastructure, some better monitoring capability so that when people do start throwing those DHCP attacks against, you know, user space, I can, I can just block their port. Judo chop it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think that's great. I think, like you said, and I've heard, I've heard that CTFs take, take a lot of time. So I, I applaud you, sir, for, for, you know, damning the torpedoes and going, going full <laughs> speed into it. Cause like you said, I think you learned some valuable lessons last year that you can put forth this year. And I, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing it again for B-Sides, Charles. And yeah. I think that's, but don't get me, don't get me wrong. It was, it was a ton of fun and you know, we had a good theme. Our theme was the walking dead. So everything was centered around the character oh, okay. and the occurrences on the show. And, you know, it was, it was a, it was a company, right? Our company was, was Dale's RV world and all the users were the characters from the show. And we went all out making That's this cool. game kind of immersive. We had a ton of fun and we tried to, you know, we tried to make nested challenges so that, you know, somebody who was a beginner could get, you know, the, the level one stuff and you had to solve level one to move on to level two in some scenarios, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had a big map drawn on the whiteboard of which ones, you know, you needed, you needed A and B to crack C and, you know, we really wanted to make it fun for everybody. So that's good. That's good. So what, uh, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to mention about a CTF? Um, I've been, I tell a lot of people just to try it, especially some of the smaller ones because people put so much time into it and, Everyone that I've been to outside of the DEF CON stuff is open to beginners and, and you know, and myself included, the people who put them together want you to have fun and want you to do well. So if you're struggling and, you know, you're maybe not getting any challenges, just go up and ask and, you know, and say, hey, I'm, I think I'm close on this one. Um, you know, could you give me a little pointer? And if you're, you know, if you're in second place going for first, they're going to say, go away. <laughs> if you're if you have zero points and you're just trying to figure out what's going on, you know, people are going to help you. It's fun it's fun just to try it and you might like it. Yep, absolutely. And so, and it sounds like you tried it last year and now you're just you're you're creating your own CTF and you're participating too. So, yeah, I I'm going back to Derby and I've been prepping this time, you know, I'm sure <laughs> up all the places that I was bad last time and well, I've already, I've already told you I'm going to sit over your shoulder and watch because, like I said, I still feel a little intimidated by it. You know, I don't even connect to Wi-Fi and stuff, and um, so and I'm always hesitant to pull even just out my laptop to do any to do anything on there. You know, it's, yeah. it's so. come on over, man. It's, we have a good time, win or lose, we have fun. That's good. That's good. Um, Absolutely. So are there any, any resources or links or, you know, books or just videos or anything that you can recommend that would help someone start getting into CTS? It's the exact same stuff that you would do just getting into normal pen testing, or if you want to say hacking, you know, learning the basic tools and, and just getting good practice with them. I tell everybody to try out Mutiliday because you can practice testing on your own system and you're not going to jail. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You know, there's, you know, there's metasploitable. All those things exist. If you can make it work on your own systems, you can make it work in a CTF. Yep. Yeah, and I'd say uh, OWASP is a good, they've got several vulnerable projects that you can load on your your system. I have one on, on my laptop, Bricks, that actually, what's great about it is it, it walks you through all like SQL injection and, you know, things like that. To, to, yeah, absolutely. To, and it, it lets you walk through it and then it explains like how it, you know, why it did that and everything. So yeah, bricks and utility are both great. I like how you can, I'm utility. I don't remember if bricks does this, but I'm utility. You can change the difficulty level and, and add or remove hints. So if you want to challenge yourself, you start out and if you get stuck, you can, you know, set it to level one or level two on the hints. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can make it pretty tough on the difficulty. That's great. That's great. Um, so anything you'd like to plug? Um, Besides Charleston's coming up mm-hmm. in the middle of November, um, you know it's going to be a good time. The, C- the CFP is still open, but it's in a it's in a great location this year, and it's going to have an awesome CTF. Yep, cool. Uh, and you are at D A Corsi C O U R S E Y on Twitter. You got yes. a website or anything else you want to want to plug? All right. Well, thank you for joining me for the discussion on how to play Capture the Flag InfoSec style. Yeah, man. It was good talking to you. And that will do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D. Block or email me at timothydblock at gmail.com and let me know what you didn't learn and we'll try to cover it in a future podcast. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes so it can reach others trying to explore information security. Have a good one.